Welcome to another Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Caval, the founder and CEO of Influencer, a SaaS product that helps sports teams better connect with their athletes uh, as brand ambassadors on social media for their brand. And I'll tell you, we're having a, a wild ride here. Two months after launching the Influencer product, uh, we have uh, some really awesome clients that we've added, including the likes of Kentucky basketball, Kentucky football, UAB football which is right here in our home base market of Birmingham, Alabama, as they return to the college football ranks after a couple years away from uh, playing and their program got shut down. Amazing story that we're excited to be a part of. We've got several other SEC schools we're working on partnerships with, and it's exciting because we really are helping these sports team brands right now at the college level join up with their brand ambassadors. So their recruits, their current athletes, their former athletes, key alumni, who all have social media accounts, and together, through uh, data analytics and content delivery, uh, they're working together on social media. It's helping personal brands that represent their sports team grow their personal brand on social media, and it's helping sports teams grow their reach and their brand on social media, and uh, ultimately helping both of them act more like a broadcaster, like a like network television, because that's what social media has become. So um, check us out, influencer.com. It's spelled I nflcr.com and uh, if you want to know more there's a, a way to do that there along with checking out a lot of cool content like what you're going to be listening today. Today we're talking to Eddie George. Eddie is a Heisman Trophy winner. He's an entrepreneur. He's an entertainer. He's an educator. You're going to hear about the three E's that Eddie lives by along with several other uh, teachings that he's going to give you in this uh, in this interview. And so I don't need to tee up Eddie George. He's a legend. He's an Ohio State legend. He's an NFL great, more than 10,000 yards rushing. And, uh, of course, uh, Tennessee Titans is uh, where he played just about all of his career before some short stint uh, after that with the Cowboys. And so without further ado, let's get to the interview here with Eddie George. What's up, Influencer Nation? Jim Caval here, founder and CEO, and I'm joined today by Heisman Trophy winner, and uh, NFL great Eddie George. And uh, Eddie, we're here in Nashville, um, Montgomery Bell Academy. Yep. Your son just went out to football practice. And I uh, really want to just start with you telling your story. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. might think that, uh, you know, Ohio State just fell in your lap, but mm-hmm. you actually proactively got yourself recruited uh, to end up at Ohio State and have the career you had. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm from Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, grew up in Abington, went to Abington High School for a few years uh, for my junior uh, junior school years up to about the, eight, the 10th grade and because I wasn't doing well in school my mom said okay we're gonna pluck you up out of there and put you in a military school and from uh, Philadelphia uh, Pennsylvania I went down to Virginia Forking Military Academy for three and a half years um, went there for my uh, junior year my senior year and went back for a postgraduate year and the reason I say that is because my my first year there, I didn't start at all. Um, didn't play, get any playing time hardly. I was behind two great running backs, Lee Green and Keith Burton, getting recruited by everybody in the country. These guys were 6'3", both of them, 6'3", 215 pounds, both ran four threes, and just beast. And I was, what, six foot, 168 pounds soaking wet. And I realized that I had to get, you know, put in some work. And, um, my senior year, I uh, started for the first time. 
I uh, rushed for over 1,500 yards, 22 touchdowns, and at the end of my senior year, I had zero scholarship offers. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't make my SAT scores. I did so poorly at Abington that it reflected my grades at Fork Union, so I had to go back another year and, um, you know, just put everything on the table, all the chips on the table to see if I can go to the, get, get into a Division I school. And luckily enough, I um, got enough attention to where I rushed for 1,500 yards in four games, um, 15 touchdowns, and got recruited by pretty much everybody. And um, Ohio State came knocking at my door. And uh, when I walked on the campus, walked inside the stadium for the first time, it just felt right. It wasn't anything like where they're going to give me my, the number that I wanted or uh, it, was, it wasn't about the girls. It wasn't about promise me a starting position. You know, it was just a feeling of where do I see myself um, being great and, and, and making a name for myself and, and taking this t help taking this team to another level. And at that time, they were a fringe top 25 team and they were coming back, they got a couple of recruiting classes where they were going to come back and make some noise and I wanted to be a part of that. And um, I, you know, uh, was at the crap table and <laughs> met metaphorically speaking, you know, rolled the dice and uh, committed there on the spot. It's amazing. And of course, you end up having a, uh, a great career at Ohio State, but winning a Heisman Trophy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, that puts you on a, a map that uh, really is, is forever, mm -hmm. uh, the legacy that comes with that. Talk about that experience, not only going to New York, winning the Heisman yeah. Trophy, but even how it still stands today when right. you might go back or just what it means. You know, it's winning the Heisman is like, there's no greater individual award to be given. It really is not an individual award. It's a team award. Right. But it's given to one person who represents that and I was fortunate enough to be around a great group of guys and that worked extremely hard and pushed me every day and challenged me every day like Mike Rabel and Matt Finkus and Sean Spring, Stanley Jackson yeah. and you know else? these guys we would we would compete on a daily basis if it was just lining up and sprinting five yards it was like who's going to be the first and it was a bunch of trash talking so when we got to our practice was so hard that when we got to games it was easy so that environment, the competitive nature, that competitive environment that was created there helped me win the award. So it's, a Heisman is, is forever. And I didn't understand that until um, my maybe 10, 15 years out the league. It gets better right. with time. Sure. And I remember Archie Griffin telling me after I won, he says, you think this is something, wait until you're done. I said, there's nothing that can compete with this moment that I have right now after winning the award and hearing my name called and give, giving my speech. And I had no idea what I was talking about. I was just in a moment of like, damn, I just won the Heisman Trophy. This is crazy. I, I'm, I'm living out my childhood dream. Right. And um, it's, it's gotten better ever since then because, you know, as you move forward, you're always going to be remembered as the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, Eddie George, 1995 Heisman Trophy winner, not a former, right? always <laughs> will be etched in stone. Um, your legacy will forever be cemented. So it's been uh, quite a ride. It continues to grow each and every year. Yeah, I yeah. actually got to go to Columbus for the first time, meet with some of the staff there about Influencer. And uh, <laughs> I got to hold your trophy. You know, they got, all, they got all the trophies there. Uh -huh. um, right there when you walk in. 
uh, actually had navy blue on, by the way. They made me oh, take that off. Yeah, had to go back to the did. car, change, <laughs> come back in. I didn't have any red, but at least right, I wasn't wasn't wearing navy wasn't anymore. Navy blue, <laughs> no blue, no yellow. The clock was there for the game, the countdown to the Michigan game. But you talk about that award and how it's not just an individual award. I think that's an interesting parallel because when, when y'all were playing back then and those guys obviously pushed you and you pushed them, that's, uh, it translates into the real world as far as who you surround yourself with yeah. really does produce who you are as it pertains to roles you have, father, entrepreneur, uh, actor, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so just talk about that a little bit because those guys did have a big impact on you, Sean Springs, Vrabel, those guys. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, who you surround yourself with is so important. It, you know, um, there, there are four pillars that I live by. It's the physical, the spiritual, um, the emotional, and the social. And the social pillar really defines who you are. You know, whether you have mentors that are older than you, wiser than you, more money than you, more knowledge, or you're mentoring to someone else. You know, there's a give and take. You have to have, you have to be a conduit to receive knowledge and wisdom and, and information and giving your mistakes and so forth and filtering that through to somebody else. And that's how you continue to keep it going. And who you surround yourself with is so important because it defines who you are. You know, um, if they're not challenging you or fostering your dreams or um, um, helping you become a better person, and they can be someone that's an adversary, you know, uh, then they don't need to be in your, in your circle because I've learned through my years uh, just living, you know, your circle of friends will become smaller and smaller as you get older and wiser. And, and um, you're only going to probably count on one hand who you can really depend on, who is in that circle of your influencers, people that are going to, um, again, hold you accountable. Uh, for your actions and, and look to you. My sons hold me accountable to everything I do. <laughs> Whatever I tell them, they're gonna look to see if I'm doing it. Yeah. So it's not about just talking it, yeah. it's about living it. <laughs> and um, you have to be uh, very, very conscious of who you allow in your circle day to day because I don't know of one situation where one good person, you put him in a bunch of bad apples, he turns them to good. Yep. Eventually he'll become a bad apple. Yep. So you have to, detach yourself from that, prune yourself away from those people or that energy and surround yourself with people with like minds and you to fly with eagles. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. So that's, that's the key. Yeah. Okay, so you get drafted, you go on to the NFL, have a great career right here in Nashville. You, you cut that in for me? It's crazy. So you get drafted, uh, coming off a Heisman campaign at Ohio State. You go on to the NFL, have a great career right here in Nashville mm-hmm. with the Titans, come a few yards away from yeah. the Super Bowl. One yard, um, one yard. But playing in the NFL, at what point did you start to see or realize that this game isn't forever mm-hmm. and start to think about what's next? Day one. You come That's into, rare. yeah, I mean, you understand that that it will come to an end. And you think that five years, 10 years, 15 years is a long time, and it is and in real life, but in the NFL, you're in, by the time you get drafted, you're in year five, and you're blink of an eye. <laughs> right, so you have dog years as a running back. Um, so I kind of realized that, you know, my first 
couple of years. I didn't really prepare for the end. I was focused on the beginning, but I always had the end in mind. And I was thinking, like, what am I going to do once the game is done? So my fourth year, at the end of my fifth year, I went back and got my, my degree in landscape architecture, and I wanted to use uh, my celebrity, my status, and my network to help me develop a business. So I started the Edge Group, a landscape architecture firm, 14 years ago. And um, I wanted to build an enterprise and, and become an entrepreneur. So I kind of started back then. Um, but I wasn't ready to leave the game in my ninth year. I thought I would play 15 years, 14, somewhere around there, and decide when I was going to leave. Very often, will you, ha you have the choice of making that decision. The game almost makes that decision for, for you, you yeah. unless you're a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, someone to that name. I mean, that's the 1% of the 1% right. that can have a chance to do that. But um, for the most part, um, I, I always was looking to uh, expand my horizons, um, learn, put myself in uncomfortable situations or uncomfortable uh, areas where I was forced to grow, sink or swim, and, and learn and, and evolve mm -hmm. because that's, that was the key to the real game was after the game, the game of life. Right. And how you survive and how you evolve and how you grow and how you maintain a, um, a certain lifestyle or a certain way of thinking um, and not just rely on your playing days to define who you are and also to bring in a check for you. Sure. So I've, I've had to, you know, really spawn out into areas that, first of all, I was passionate about. Second, that I figured that I could be great at. And third, that's going to you know bring in some income and sure. go for a lifetime that as long as I live. So that's exactly what I've done. You know, I, I focus in three areas. There's three E's, I like to say, it's entrepreneurship, entertainment, and education. And then through those three E's, I've kind of recreated my own brand. And that's whether it's acting on stage in front of the film, in front of the camera, um, whether it's producing. Uh, and then there's the entrepreneurial element where I have my wealth management business and uh, I got my MBA and so forth and through education I teach and still learning as a teacher, as a student. So through those three areas, um, that's how I, I kind of live my life now. Yeah, you got a lot of cool things going on in the, the entertainment side too. Mm -hmm. Got a shoot you're about to go out to soon. Yeah. And um, I, I guess for me, thinking about, okay, you say day one, you get into the NFL, you know that it's going to end. About five years in, you do some things, get your degree, mm -hmm. start really thinking, you start the edge group, um, and then now you've got these three E's. That's a process. It took you yeah. a while to get to the point no you're question. at now. So talking about that, you know, when you go play football, um, things happen fast. The game moves fast, but also you make money fast, you get celebrity fast, if you're a good player like you were, but eventually, that runs out. On the other side, with this, it's almost the opposite. It happens slow, and you've got to be patient, but yet you've got to be urgent. Yes, there's, there's, there, that's key. Urgency, because you don't want to become complacent. You want to stay proactive, but you have to be patient. As athletes, we work, we work, we work, we see results on the football right. field immediately. Sometimes in or weeks, you don't, a it's day, over. or you don't. <laughs> But you see that you see when you work on a muscle, you start to grow, you start to see the physics. 
in life and in business, you work, you work, you work. You're like, where are the, res where are the yeah, results? Right. Where's right. the, you don't see it. Right. But it's happening, you're getting your experience, but you just don't see it. Yeah. And often what happens is guys get discouraged and they say, damn, it's not working. You know, I, I focused on this for two years and you know, it just wasn't, wasn't happening. Well, damn, it, it's a process. Yeah. And man, I take it to your seventh year, but the key is, is to stay persistent. You've got to stay persistent at all costs. Mm -hmm. That's the driving force, persistence mm -hmm. and faith. So you've got to walk with that. And, and, and by that, you've got to have a strong, I believe, a strong faith in God, a strong spiritual well to get you to point A to point B mm -hmm. within the next level of your life because you're not going to see those small victories often. Mm -hmm. You've got to continue to see that dream in your mind when it's not tangible, when you can't touch it, you got to see it, you got to feel it, you got to think it, you got to breathe it, you got to cry it, you got to do all of that for that specific dream. If not, then you'll fall by the wayside and discouragement and then you'll hear, you know, just stories you don't want to hear about in the media. So it's, it's a process, it's work, but it's gratifying if you dig in and you do the work. And that's how the game is, right? I mean, my favorite coach of all time, Jim Valvano, says every day you should laugh, you should cry, Amen. and you should spend time and thought. And so one of our core values at Influencer, all of our team members live by that core value, and that is laugh, cry, think, right? Like mm -hmm. every day, spend time and thought, laugh, be able to laugh at yourself, laugh at how great the world is, how blessed you are, but also you're going to have moments where you're going to cry. Absolutely. And so you got to keep and the end in mind. Okay. It's okay to cry. It's, right. it's human. It shows that you're invested emotionally, spiritually, physically in what you're doing because that's what it is. That's what it takes. Without that investment, then you're just, you're just walking through the motions. Right. You're not tied to it. Right. You're thinking about, well, I've got a second plan B. No, it's only one plan. It's plan A. Right. It's okay to cry, you know, but get up and move it. And I'll add to that. You know, when to laugh and cry and, and, and find something to, uh, what was the other one? Think. To think. To think. Spend thought. Spend thought. But also create opportunities with the ones that you love. Mm -hmm. Create moments with yeah. the ones that you love. Yeah. You know, with your family. Because at the end of the day, yeah, that's, that's right. all you got. Man, so much wisdom in that. All right, so social media. Mm -hmm. So as a guy with a personal brand who, when you were at your peak, social media wasn't necessarily uh, what it is today. We had uh, sky pagers. What, my, MySpace? MySpace <laughs> is just coming out, right. So, so anyway, so, but, but then Twitter comes along, Facebook comes along, now it's Instagram, Snapchat. But at the end of the day, the platform has always been there, right? Like Ohio State has 100 plus years of tradition. Mm -hmm. And when you're a running back at Ohio State or maybe just a walk-on or maybe a Heisman Trophy winner, to some respect, you have that platform, the alumni, the influence, the leadership that's associated with that school to tap into. Now you've got social media and it makes the platform even more tangible. You have a number associated with your name that are your followers. Mm -hmm. And there also are people out there to go engage with that might not be your followers yet, but ultimately through the jersey while you have it, you have a shot to engage with people that you could create relationships with that will last after sports are over. Right. Talk about that as if you're an 18 year old right now, or even you're just talking to your son mm -hmm. and, and how that responsibility works with your personal well, to brand. To be quite honest with you, I'm still trying to figure out the whole social media aspects as well. But um, on the surface, it's simple. 
you know, you're building your core audience, your consumers, right there on the spot. You know, I'm pretty sure if I came out, if I had the career today that I had back then, I would probably have a million followers. Right. But guess what? A million followers are going to listen to what I say, do what I do, buy what I buy, and, and pretty much listen to what I say and hold it as true. So that's, for every dollar, that's a million dollars of pro profit that can go into your pockets if you play it right. So if you're looking at it from a business perspective, you know, it serves you to really filter what you're saying and putting out there in every aspect. What are you promoting? What are you saying? Um, you've got to double and sometimes triple check what you're tweeting about or what you're putting on Instagram because oftentimes it can play against you and your knee-jerk reaction to something that may happen in, so, in society and you say something that's off-kilter that doesn't vibe with everyone, you made a mistake. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be careful about how you do it and you can't rely on the emotional impulse. You've got to really think about what you're putting out there and that the masses will see it because the goal is not, you're not just catering to that group of followers, you're trying to attract others to what you're doing and also to stay true to who you are. You know, I don't like it when someone just does it just to put on a circus to bring it along the attraction if it's not who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, if, it's, if you're authentic, you know, people are, will come and they will follow you because of that authenticity, not because of, you know, something that's fabricated or, or something that you think is cute at the time and, and doesn't have longevity or, mm -hmm. or sustainable. So, you know, that's what I would say. I say it to my sons now. I say that to myself. <laughs> you know, when I put stuff on social media, you know, what do I... Uh, what am I true, uh, truthful about and what do I want people to know about me and how can I engage new followers to, to, to follow Eddie George and see what I'm doing? You know, what's interesting to me about this topic is really this plays into just marketing 101 and a lot of people overlook it, but marketing 101 is, you know, picture a triangle. You have your message, you have your media, and you have your market. Mm -hmm. You have to define what your message is and you want your message to work with the market, meaning your followers, right. that are following you. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know who wants to see what Eddie George is up to? The Ohio State world. Because mm -hmm. no matter what, you could have played for 10 teams in the NFL, you're always hooked to the Ohio oh, State yeah. world, right? Buckeyes reign supreme. Yeah, Buckeyes <laughs> reign supreme. So, like, even for a guy like uh, A.J. Green, right, mm -hmm. in the NFL, I've said this, he used him as an example. I don't know why I always use him, but he played at Georgia, when you analyze his followers on social, more than 50% of his followers, even though he's with the Bengals, big NFL star, are Georgia people. So how can you as AJ Green or you as Eddie George engage with those folks? And that's one example. It might be people at Montgomery Bell Academy. It might mm -hmm. be whatever else, but creating a message that resonates with them instead of just throwing anything out there to be mm -hmm. cool and um, maybe not even, it's not even positive, right. what that can do to your brand. It can, it can destroy it. It can, it can, and I've seen it done time and time again. I mean, you know, guys got to be careful of who they associate themselves with and to see if they have their best interest at heart because you can find yourself in a compromising situation, you know, like in bed with a girl. Yeah. Take a picture of you while you sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's... Happened after a Super Bowl a few right, years ago. Right, <laughs> and, and, you know, pretty sure it was a good night, but that's not what you want. Um, so you got to be careful of, of what you put out there 
And again, you got to go back to the truth. Nothing resonates more than the truth. That's right. You can't create, recreate love, the wheel. People love truth. Right. If it, if it will resonate, it will strike a chord, it will move you, it will move your spirit. So if it's only five of those followers at first, continue to work on that. I wouldn't play into trying to serve everybody because in the end, you spin yourself thin. Yep. And you find yourself really nowhere at, at the end of the at the end of the ride. So yep. gotta find out and know who you are. Yep. All right, so we wrap this up. Um, if if you were if you could go back in time and uh, and you were standing there with the uh, you know twenty year old Eddie George, Vrabel, Springs, all those guys. And obviously at that time, like you guys are invincible, right? And so many different things. Um, are ahead of you, what would you tell that group of people? What would you say? I would say invest in un Under Armour. Because <laughs> I had a chance to do that and I didn't do that. Invest in um, Under Armour and uh, I'll be a rich man, extremely rich. No, uh, you know, here's the thing. Um, at, at 43, I can always give various examples of what to look out for, give them the blueprint to be perfect and, and not to go down these pitfalls or these roads or not make mistakes. But I wouldn't be who I am without those mistakes. Mm. So I wouldn't, tell, I wouldn't tell them anything differently other than one thing, trust God more. Wow. That's it. As you go through those tough times, trust God more. When you reach the pinnacle of your success, trust God more, be humble. You know, when you go from one career to the next, trust God more. When you don't see what's happening around the next corner, next step, and it's murky, you don't know what's happening, trust God more. Because it's there for a, a specific reason. So I wouldn't change a thing or tell them that it's to walk your path and trust God more. That's it. You know what I love about that, Eddie, is um, first of all, it shows that your identity is not in football mm -hmm. or in those career moves. Because if you're trusting God as all those things are happening, right. your identity is in Him. But secondly, which I love, is it, life isn't easy. No, it's not supposed it's gonna, to be. It, it, Bad things it are gonna. Gonna, bad things are gonna happen. But, but there's a blessing in the bad things. There are, yeah. and 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 so, yeah. you just said at 43, like those things all kind of made you who you were, who you are today. Yeah. Um, so when they're going on, when it's in the present, and you're not looking back at this as the past, realizing this is part of it, and it's gonna make me into this person, and it's part of a plan. That's a right. that's a great piece of insight. Yeah, it's a well, good answer. Hopefully, it works. <laughs> all right, so to end it. What is next for Eddie George? You talked about the three E's. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how can people follow you based on entertainment, entrepreneurship, and what's the 30? Um, education. Education. Yeah, well, I teach at Ohio State, the business of professional sports, uh, and, and relationship with the Fisher School of Business. That's awesome. So I've been doing that for going to my fourth year. Um, Entrepreneurship-wise, I'm focused now on my wealth management business. I'm still involved with the Edge Group, but more of a silent partner. I've kind of evolved and grown from that, but still involved with some business elements of it. Um, so I'm currently developing relationships, uh, finding the right people, the right opportunities to uh, grow my portfolio. Yeah. Um, 
Acting wise, it's day to day. You never know. You know, today you know, I have an opportunity to be on NCIS LA again. Um, I have another play coming up, but then there are some um, some projects that I'm personally working on uh, to looking to produce. Some ideas I'm going to flush out and, and and shop it and see what happens. So um, outside of that, that's just that part. I have a young man over here who's going into junior high next year just trying to make sure he's settled at his new school and excited about the football year season with my, my oldest son at Vanderbilt just being a dad be supportive and be an attentive husband and um, just try to be a good person every day so that's that's kind of where I am right now so September could be something different yeah <laughs> who knows <laughs> well I've enjoyed getting to know you and I'm yeah, looking forward absolutely. to continuing to do so on the entrepreneurship side and you know a lot of people say a lot of things other people do what they say and uh, this guy does it, man. And uh, it was cool watching you fix your son's pads earlier. By the way, he didn't like it, but, but I really respect this guy. I hope you got something out of this. And I really appreciate you, brother. Thanks for taking the time to talk. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Blessings. So Eddie really lives it. He talks about having faith. He talks about living by faith through the ups and the downs. And for me personally, as an entrepreneur, that's something I try to live by as well. And as a man of God, as a guy of faith, you know, I, I make many mistakes. I have many flaws. Um, and things in business do not always go my way, but it comes down to this. Do I have faith in the bigger plan? Uh, the plan that goes beyond me, that was around before I was born and will be around after I'm dead. And do I have faith in the fact that when things go wrong, um, my uh, sword's being sharpened so that when things go right, I can handle it and uh, really be uh, a guy that uses his platform. And Eddie is living that out with those three E's he talked about. Uh, you can follow him at... Eddie George 2727 on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook is just Eddie George. Uh, great guy, puts out some really cool stuff on social media. So definitely link up with him, follow him. Let him know what you thought of this interview and let me know what you think of this interview and just what we're doing with the influencer movement at Jim Caval, J-I-M-C-A-V-A-L-E. You can also check out jimcaval.com. And, of course, Influencer.com to learn more about what we're doing with Influencer to help sports teams and their brand ambassadors align on social media. That's INFLCR.com or at INFLCR on Twitter and, uh, and on Instagram. Uh, we are at Beyond Ball. Um, so that does it for this one. We're going to be back with a really fun one. Coming up soon, went to Kentucky to launch our partnership with them and was there for the alumni basketball game. Some NBA legends and current NBA greats were there and they joined me to talk about social media, personal brand, life after sports, some really cool stuff. And we'll have some audio of that uh, coming soon. Until then, for everybody here at Influencer and the Beyond Ball blog, I'm Jim Caval. Thank you for listening to this podcast.